Hello and welcome to the Reorg Europe podcast. It's Friday, February the 26th. I'm Richard Woolley, editor in Reorg's London office, and today I'm going to be catching up with our legal team to discuss some interesting developments affecting schemes of arrangement and Part 26A restructuring plans. First though, here's an update on Spanish construction and engineering company Abengoa. Abengoa's restructuring agreement was automatically terminated earlier this week after the group's creditors declined its latest request to extend the final deadline for closing the deal. The group announced the terms of its €250 million Euro restructuring back in August last year. The proposals included up to €230 million Euros in new loans and €126 million Euros of bonding lines, as well as a €20 million Euro loan from the regional government of Andalusia. That €20 million turned out to be a sticking point throughout the process, with the regional government repeatedly refusing to extend a loan to the company. This meant Abengoa kept having to go back to its creditors to extend the long-stop date for the restructuring, until time eventually ran out, no fewer than 11 postponements later, on Monday this week. Abengoa filed for creditor protection under Concurso Voluntario in Seville later the same day. The loss of creditor support for further extensions, coupled with the group's nearly exhausted pre-Concurso period, which was due to end on March the 14th, precipitated the filing, the board said. The directors will now attempt to remove operating company Abengoa Abenuco 1 from the group in order to carry out the August restructuring plan at the OPCO level, Spanish sources told Reorg. The plan could be applied to Abenuco 1 if Abengoa's current majority stake in the company is sold during the concurso proceedings. Seville's Mercantile Court No. 3, headed by Judge Miguel Angel Navarro Robles, has accepted Abengoa's petition and declared the company's concurso today, according to a court document seen by Reorg. Significantly, the judge also decided to postpone the company's upcoming March 3rd and 4th extraordinary shareholder meeting. Now, this is significant because a syndicate of shareholders known as Abengoa Shares had planned to remove the company's board of directors and appoint its own nominees during that meeting. Shareholders were due to vote on five points, uh, which included issuing a reprimand to the current board and deposing them as well as appointing new members. Abengoa's shares said that its members would vote in favour of all of the points and that the fact that it has a strong stake in the company would uh, allow those measures to pass. Abengoa's current board, which was appointed on December the 23rd, 2020, was expected to resign before the ESM or during the meeting. Judge Navarro's decision to postpone the meeting was made in order to avoid this ousting before an insolvency administrator could be appointed over the company. Abengoa Shares has said that current Abengoa Executive Chairman Juan Pablo López Bravo refused to negotiate a restructuring deal that would be more beneficial to equity holders. Under Abengoa's August restructuring proposal, existing shareholders would have their majority position diluted to less than a 3% stake in Abenuco 1, which will be turned into the group's holdco. Turning to the English courts now, there were two precedents set by MAB leasing in the High Court this week. First, on the treatment of creditors for schemes and Part 26A plans, and second, on the implications of a scheme for the Cape Town Convention. I caught up with senior legal analyst Shankareshi to discuss the issues. So MAB leasing is a subsidiary of Malaysia Airlines, and it leases around 50 aircraft and then subleases them on to other companies within the Malaysia Airline Group. 
the uh, group used an English law scheme of arrangement to compromise certain of those lease agreements. At its convening hearing, Justice Zaccaroli in the English court established a new precedent accommodating the variable treatment of creditors within a single class. In this case, it was aircraft leases. The MAB case was a scheme, but this precedent would also apply to English Part 26A restructuring plans. Now, most precedent authorities on class composition relate to schemes involving financial creditors and do not provide guidance for how to treat lessors. The court, in this instance, sought to avoid a situation where a different class was required for each individual asset, as this would render a Part 26 or a scheme a dead letter for any company that wished to restructure a portfolio of leases. Leases are tricky because they are mostly unique. It's no surprise scheme companies seeking to reduce, reduce lease obligations have sought to use a CVA in parallel to a scheme. However, following the MAB case, companies could use a Part 26A restructuring plan or a scheme to compromise lease liabilities and allow a class of creditors who voted in favour of plan to cram down another class of dissenting leaseholders. And for anyone that doesn't know, could you maybe talk a bit about uh, what the Cape Town Convention is and why it's relevant to this case? Yes, so the CTC, or the Cape Town Convention, and related aircraft protocol is an international agreement which governs the rights of creditors with international interests in aircraft. Now, the main issue at stake is whether a UK scheme or Part 26A restructuring plan constitute what is defined as an insolvency proceeding for the purposes of the convention. Now, the aircraft protocol provides that no obligations of the debtor may be modified without the consent of that debtor's creditor. In particular, a lesser would not be obliged to accept a cram down under a court sanctioned scheme if it is part of a dissenting minority. Some have indicated that this could give dissenting lessers a veto over schemes. Now, English law has not, far, not so far come to a firm conclusion about whether schemes are insolvency related events. On the facts of the Malaysian Airways case, where all scheme creditors eventually consented to the scheme, the judge decided that the scheme would not be an insolvency related event. However, the judge did stop short of deciding as a matter of principle whether all schemes of arrangement would fall outside of the insolvency-related event definition within the CTC. A quick note now from Jayshree Kalia, the managing editor of Reorg's European Middle Market product, who's leading a webinar next week. Thank you, Richard. Now, next week, Reorg is hosting its first mid-market webinar discussing what we can expect from the direct lending market this year and the expected impact of the COVID-19 crisis. We will be discussing the opportunities and challenges currently at play and what the winning and losing sectors look like. Joining me will be a panel of experts from Pemberton Asset Management, Bain Capital, and Alex Partners, who will all be online for a Q&A at the end. So do register and dial in at 11am on Wednesday. Details of how to register can be found on our site under the Webinars and Podcasts tab, Reorg Webinar Series. See you then. As ever, more information about each of the situations mentioned in this week's podcast can be found on the Reorg website at reorg.com. We'll be back with another Reorg Europe podcast in two weeks' time. But until then, thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful weekend.